0: you are listening to the manfulness podcast i'm your host hamish kramer my mission here is to help create a more mindful man a man that can express himself can explore a deeper level of himself become more balanced become more conscious and just create a better version of masculinity i want to help the everyday man explore ideas of personal growth spirituality relationships purpose and love in a way which is simple safe and understandable so i thank you for listening So I want to tell you a story about my dream car. And back when I was in my 20s, I had left a big corporate job and, um, you know, I had decided to become a personal trainer. And that was a really big shift for me because in that corporate world, I was really, I was limited, you know. I wasn't earning much. I was I was trying to climb that corporate ladder and I just felt like it wasn't getting me anywhere. Anyway, I I, could, I had like what you would call a mid-life crisis at my 20s and um, decided to quit that job, go and party it up in Greece and then come back and work out my life. Um, anyway, I, I it, it worked because I worked out that I wanted to become a personal trainer and uh, that started, uh, you know, a 10, 12-year journey for me, which was pretty, pretty amazing. So once I had started my PT, I, you know, I was obviously in a bit of financial strife and, um, And starting a business from scratch, I decided to work at Fitness First, pay exuberant amounts of rent, and start this new career of of mine. And And I made a promise to myself that when I was in a good financial position, that I would buy my dream car. And my dream car was a Golf R32. It's a little hot hatch. It was blue It had leather seats, heated seats, sunroof. It had a V6 engine in this little hatch. It was all-wheel drive. It was amazing. And it was really what drove me. I was like, man, once I get that car... I'm going to be so happy. I'm going to be so successful. It's going to be amazing. Now, the car was probably about, I don't know, $50,000. And for me at the time, that was a lot of money to really spend on a car, especially when I literally didn't have enough money to put fuel in my beat-up Ford, which I'd borrowed from my parents, right? So, um, so this is kind of where I was at. And, you know, I worked hard. I worked really, really hard. I worked towards getting this goal, and then finally, after about maybe two or three years, maybe two years after working my ass off in PT, I was in a position to finally buy this car. It was great. I remember going down to the dealership so excited. I remember, you know, picking the keys up, and then, you know, my girlfriend at the time dropping me off, and then driving this beautiful machine back. And it was, it was so good. It was amazing. I drove it around. I took all my friends in it. Uh, we went driving. We, I, we took it up down to these kind of, we got these Danielong Rangers uh, near my parents' house, which is like these windy roads and beautiful handling. It was everything I thought it was going to be. It was amazing. But then something happened. After about maybe three or four months, I started to feel really sad. I started to feel really sad. And it was because for me, I had I'd looked towards this goal for such a long time, you know. I'd worked hard for I mean, this was like a two or three-year passion of like looking at this car. I mean, I had pictures of it in my room. I had pictures of it on my phone. I would watch reviews on it. I would look at ways to update it. I would look at people that had tricked it up and made it all cool. You know, so it was, it was my obsession. I couldn't wait to get there. And all of a sudden, now having the car and driving it around and the uh, – Fun about it, the excitement about it started to dissipate. I had something missing in my life now. And it made me feel sad. I I wasn't as excited about the car anymore. You know, I'd driven my friends in it 20,000 times. Everyone else was over it right now. And now it just became this machine which I drove myself to work and back. And don't get me wrong, I love the car. I still love the car. You know, when I sold it, I was very sad about it. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is that so much of my being. Work towards this goal, which, and you know, for, for me, the thought was man, once I get that car, everything is going to be awesome. I'm going to be so happy once I get this car. Once I'm able to drive around in this car, I'm not going to look poor anymore. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be the person that I've always wanted to be. And the strange thing was, after about three months, I didn't feel like that person anymore. I didn't feel the excitement had dropped off. The happiness had sort of dropped off now. And it was just a car. And somewhere deep inside of me, I felt kind of like something was missing and sad again. And it was really that I had, I was not looking for anything now. I was—I didn't have anything else to pursue. It was while I was pursuing this car, it was something that, you know, the, the thinking of it and imagining when I had it and how I was going to drive it. And now that passed it, it didn't seem as exciting anymore. So I was lost. And so out now I go looking for something else to make me happy. And this started to happen a lot. And I started to, to really see this kind of pattern of looking at what my life and going or, or maybe comparing my life to others and going, look, they're more successful or I don't have this or I don't have that. I don't have a partner. I don't have a relationship. I don't have a house. I don't have a big enough business and then going cool i'm going to work towards those things and once i get them i'm going to be happy and i'll be happy forever and what i started to realize that i after i as i started to achieve these things in my life that the happiness really wasn't there when i got there and you know we've heard the same old saying money doesn't buy happiness and blah 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 but it's true a lot of these things that I had put my faith into, had put my energy and effort into, once I actually got to the destination, it didn't really reap the happiness that I thought it would. All the happiness that I got from it was short-lived and then I was out there trying to find the next thing. And as I'm out there trying to find the next thing and I'm working towards it only to achieve that thing, to be back in the same place of not feeling happy. And I And I, and I got to a stage in my life where I was like, there's something messed up with this. There's, there's something wrong here. If my life is meant to be in the pursuit of happiness, and then once I reach those things of happiness, why am I happy? Why, why 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 isn't my life better? Why, why do I then have to then go look out for the next thing? Is life just a, a revolving door of things that you want and then you get them and then off you go to the next thing? And it's kind of like, well, when is it ever going to be enough? When am I ever going to really be happy? And these were the kind of questions that kind of plagued my mind and I was kind of in conflict about it. And I was like, well, what is the meaning of all of this? And I was lucky enough to stumble across a really amazing book. And the book was called The Book of Secrets by Deepak Chopra. And I think at that time as well, I was very much into Deepak. I got into his teachings, and I learned his other book, *The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success*. Both of those, which I highly recommend, is really good reading. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure whether it was these, those books in particular, or or, the, or maybe some of the books. There might have been a common theme. But Deepak, in one of his books, had said, "Don't put your happiness in things that are impermanent." And I was like, "What the fuck? Don't put your happiness in things." that are impermanent. And that statement really hit me to the core because he really said, if you keep putting your things in things that are impermanent, those things will change. Those things are going to move. Impermanence basically means things that are not going to stay the same. And so he really made me question things. I'm like, well, why, why, why can't we put our things in things that aren't like, – wouldn't we put our happiness in that of a relationship or a person? Wouldn't we put our happiness in a job or put our happiness into our family or our friends? And Deepak was really saying those things can make you feel happy but that's not where you place the source of your happiness. And I was like, wow, that's huge. And the reason why he said that is because those things can change the job can change you might lose your job you might lose your car or the next model comes out and then you want something better you know the relationship that you're putting your effort in might change or you might break up and so if all of the source of your happiness is coming from these things in our world which are impermanent then you'll always be looking to find something else to give you happiness back this blew my mind because it really made me question the way I was living my life because my whole life was geared towards achieving those things which would make me happy. And all of those things that I thought would make me happy, according to Deepak, were impermanent, would constantly change anyway. So even if I were to pursue those things and achieve them, there is still the chance that they may move on and there's still the chance that they may be taken away from me. And that would mean that happiness then was something that came and went, came and went, or I was in constant search of. And that's exactly what I felt. And so, uh, Deepak, I was like, well, easy, Deepak, cool. If, if those things don't give you happiness, where does happiness come from? And it was just profound. He said, well, then put your happiness into that which is permanent, which is always there And which is never changing. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? What is never changing? What is always there? And he said, the only thing that is always there and that is never changing is you and your awareness. And that thought hit me like a bolt of lightning. Because he said, from the beginning of your life until the end of it, you will always be here. Your essence will always be here. Sure, your body will change. The way you think may change. Your external environment, the world around you will change. But who you are at your core and your conscious awareness never changes. That is always there. And that just really clicked something in my mind because I started to see the difference between the external world and the body also being the external world and how it changes and shifts and that's the natural uh nature that's the nature of our external world but inside of me this stillness this awareness this essence you want to call it maybe you want to call it soul was always going to be there and had always been there and so it was it was saying basically the translate deepak was cultivate your happiness inside cultivate your happiness from you and this was really telling me to cultivate a happiness mindset you know and this really changed me because all of a sudden in that idea the anxiety and the stress and the worry about not achieving those things in my life went away because if you think about it you're either in one of two states when you're living in that world. You're either unhappy because of the things that you don't have or you're happy because you have those things and maybe worried that you might lose them. So is it really truly happiness? It's probably not. It's probably very fleeting and that's how I definitely experienced it. So if I'm suffering because I'm not, I don't have those things in my life, and then when I do get them, I'm worried about losing them. That seems like a purgatory that I don't want to be in. And so to cultivate happiness from the inside really was a game changer for me. And, I, and I, the instant that I realized that it could be something that I cultivated inside of me and was always there, it meant that that suffering of not having what I didn't have was no longer there. So the need, the, ever, the everlasting needing and it's never enough and it's never enough and it's never enough started to dissipate. And for the first time in my life, I felt peace. A peace like you wouldn't believe. Because I was now pursuing those things in my life, not because they made me happy, but because I was happy. And that's a huge difference. So right now, wherever you may be, you might be in a state that you're not happy. Like, are you unhappy right now listening to this podcast? Do you feel like... There's things that are not in your life right now and once you achieve them, you will be happy? Ask yourself that question. What are you pursuing? What are you looking for? What are you moving towards in your life? And are you expecting that thing to make you happy once you achieve it? Because if you are, I want to ask you to stop. Stop what you're doing and just reflect for a moment because I can guarantee you one thing. Whatever you think that you're pursuing right now that you will, that will make you happy, it's not going to make you happy in the long run. It might give you a moment. It might give you a week. It might give you a month. It might even give you a year. But it's not going to give you a lifetime of happiness. And to be honest, isn't, isn't that what we're all really trying to achieve, a lifetime of happiness? And once I started to really understand this, I was also really blessed enough to fall onto the work of Abraham Hicks And if you do anything, do yourself a favor, get onto YouTube, look up Abraham Hicks. I've got another podcast about her later on. She literally changed my life. But there was something that she said as well, which really solidified this idea. And she said to me, or she said in one of her speeches, she said, she said it to me because I felt like she was talking to me. But anyway, she said in one of her speeches, why do you do anything? And if you really think about it, why do you do anything? And if you really break it down, you do it because of the feeling that it will give you. Think about that. You want to be in love because of the feeling of being in love feels so good. Why did I want the car? Because it felt good to have the car. It made me feel successful. It made me feel worthy. It made me feel um, excited. Yeah? Why do we want to have a lot of money? Because it'll make us feel free. It'll make us feel like we can do anything. All the things that we're trying to achieve in our lives is for the feeling of them, not for the things specifically. That's why we pursue these things of happiness thinking that they'll give us the happiness, but what they really just give us is the feeling of it. And especially when it's not self-generated, we're pursuing these things Because we think that's the only way we can be happy is once we have those things in our lives. And so Abraham would say, why do you do the things that you do? Because of the feeling of them. And then our next question would be, can you feel those feelings now, even though you don't have that thing in your life? And that's it. Well, okay, let's think about that for a minute. Can you visualize, can you imagine yourself happy or doing something happy. I can do that right now. I can think of myself with my kids, for example. I can think of being on a really beautiful holiday and on the beach and I can really get visual about that. And as I think about that and as I visualize it, I can feel my body starting to warm and I can see feel the happiness that comes in from me. So aren't I generating the feeling now independent of the reality? I am. And many of you out there will say, yeah, but that's not real. That's not true. That's why. And I would say to you, well, that's the thought that you think which takes away your happiness. Because whether you're experiencing something for real or whether you're experiencing something in your mind, your body and your body doesn't know the difference. It's just feeling happiness. The difference is now my happiness is self-generated. Now my happiness is within me. And I have control over it. And we're definitely not saying, or I'm definitely not saying, don't go out and pursue the things that you want. Don't go on a beautiful family holiday. Don't go off and buy that car or buy that house or or meet that partner. Not at all. But what I'm saying is, don't allow those things to be the source of your happiness. Reach for those things because you are happy, not because you are sad and you're looking for happiness in your life. And so this was a really profound insight for me because I realized that I I didn't need those things to happen in my life in order to feel happy now. I could feel happy now, irrespective of whether those things were in my life or not. So I became independent of those things. I became easy. I became loose. Life became more relaxed. It actually became more fun and more happy because I wasn't so tightly fixed on, this needs to be the outcome of my life in order for me to be happy. I almost opened myself up to life. I almost opened myself up to life to allow life to show me happiness to show me where else there was happiness. Because as I let go of looking for happiness in my future, I started to see the happiness that was around me. I started to be grateful for the things that were in my life in this moment. And what I did was, not long after that, I went on a 30-day challenge to write down three things every day that I could be grateful for. And I really encourage anybody out there who is not feeling good about their life right now to do this exercise because it will change you. So every day I had to write three things that I was grateful for. And the, and it couldn't be the same thing as the previous day. So I had to really become clear about what I was grateful for. And so every day as I did this, I started to really cultivate a mindset of gratitude. But also what it did was because I knew I had to write three things down while i was going through my day i was looking for things i was looking for gratitude in my day because i knew at the end of the day i would need to write it down so i was actively looking for it and so as i started to actively look for things that i was grateful for my brain after 30 days started to rewire itself it started to rewire itself that i so that i could only see things that i was grateful for i became accustomed to looking for things Became addiction for me. And then I was like, oh my gosh, there is so much in my life to be grateful for. There's so many wonderful things that happen each day, so many coincidences, so many meetings, so many unexpected things, not just the permanent things in my life. And it just filled me with so much happiness and love because I could see every day was a new excitement, every moment was exciting every moment was another opportunity for happiness and i had conditioned my mind to look for those things because previously my mind was conditioned to look for the things that wasn't in my life that was making me unhappy can you see the difference in one mindset you're conditioned to see where's the where are you not happy with gratitude i was conditioning my mind to focus on what i was happy for what i was grateful for the good things in my life, and then I couldn't help but see them, which gave me an everlasting source of happiness, love, and well-being. And to be honest with you, my life has been nothing but ever since. And don't get me wrong, there's things that happen in my life that are sad. Things, things happen, people die, people have accidents. A whole bunch of things can happen. I'm, I'm not immune to any of that. But my mind is cultivated to always look for the good inside of it. Where was the happiness? Where was the lesson inside of it? What can I be grateful for now? And there is always something there, always something there. Why? Because I'm conditioned to look at it that way. So I hope that helps you. I hope that was interesting. And I hope you find that insight for yourself. Cultivate happiness from yourself, cultivate happiness in things that are permanent, not impermanent, and it would literally change your life. So I want to take a moment and thank you so, so much for listening and supporting the Manfulness Podcast. And as my gift to you, I want to let you know that I am giving away my free mini meditation course. Now, meditation has been an absolute game changer for me. It has changed the way I... Perceive my world it has made me calmer it's made me happier it has influenced my life on so many ways and i want nothing more than to share my experience of meditation and to hopefully assist and help you take up this beautiful ancient practice and you know receive the benefits of it in your life so if you're interested you can go to my instagram and at manfulness men click on the link in my bio and you can get free access to my mini meditation course or simply go to my website www.manfulness.com.au sign up from there as well there's four videos i go through um, how to meditate how to set yourself up the benefits of meditation and there's a bunch of practice meditations inside of there to get you going and to further your skills in this ancient practice so that's my gift to you thank you so much for listening to the manfulness podcast and supporting me Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode. I would love to hear from you. So please tag me on Instagram at Manfulness Men. Hit me up, DM me. I would also love a review on wherever you've listened to. And please, please subscribe so that you can get more of my updates, more of my podcasts coming through. And if you feel, please share it with another man who you think could benefit from today's episode.